0: Exodus chapter 3, verse 4. We're right here. He's seen the burning bush. Verse 4 says, And when the Lord saw, look at that, that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet for the place on which you're standing is holy ground. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, answering the call of God. Last week I talked about the call of God, what it looks like. But the call of God is something that, can be confusing, amen. Just because you've gotten a, an unctioning or a pull to do something, it doesn't mean or may not mean that it's God, amen. Here's why I say that. Uh, God does not need us to accomplish anything that he wants done. But the deep thing about it is whether you know it or not, God knows us. Lord have mercy. If there's no one that knows you, God knows you. He knows everything about you. The Bible says he knew the day you were formed in your mother's womb. Before a word is on your mouth, he knows it. Imagine that we serve a God who's so intimately acquainted with us that he does not need to become familiar with your ways. Do I have anybody? The beautiful thing about God using man is that God knows before he calls you to a consecrated life, he knows whether or not you will give him glory or not. Nothing catches God by surprise. We've been following We've been following Moses from his birth to his mess up, to his development. Amen. Can you think about the fact that God already knew what Moses was going to do? Can you imagine that God is so patient? Lord have mercy. Aren't you glad he's patient? He's so patient that he knew that, you know, 10 years in, that he wasn't ready. (laughs) He knew 15 years in. I'm talking about after he ran, right? I'm talking about he's on the other side of the mountain and God knew the right time to engage with Moses. Aren't you glad you serve a God who is into details? Aren't you glad that you know that God is so sure about you that he knows the exact time to intervene in your life? I thank God that he intervened in my life. I thank God that I've embraced what he has put before me. The question today, are you ready to embrace your future? Forget your past and press on to your purpose. It's a good question because oftentimes the struggle that we have is not with people. Come on somebody. We, we find, we find, we find that Jacob, amen, the Bible says that he wrestled with God all night long. Jacob, who was a trickster all his life, but yet Jacob, who will become Israel. Imagine that. Imagine that God took a trickster and transformed him into a whole nation. Do I have witness? you know your Bible, you know what I'm talking about. And so today we come to the point where God has gotten his attention. Can I say this to you? God will do certain things to get your attention. And it ain't all bad, you know. You be driving down the road and you see something, you be like, good Lord. You you know, you'll have these God, anybody have had these God moments? I'm talking about these God moments where you're like in awe. What do you think? I told you about the west side, right? Here he is on the west side of the the wilderness, on the mountain of Horeb. And as a matter of fact, it's called the mountain of God. You better watch out when you get to the mountain of God. You see, you got to watch out when you come to church because today may just be your day. Because every time you come to church, there's a possibility that God may draw you in and watch this and change your life. Do I have anybody? The text says, the text says, verse three, so Moses here, he saw something in verse two. He saw the Lord, the text says, the Lord appeared to him, amen, in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush, amen. Moses looked, behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. Moses said, Moses talking to himself, now he said, you know what? I got to turn aside. Remember I told you that last week? He said he had to turn aside. He had to turn aside to see this marvelous sight and why the bush is not burnt up. Can I help you with something? Amen. I need you to get into your sanctified imagination. How come I have not given up just yet? How, how come? Come on, somebody. Listen, I'm still driving this car. It's got... 400,000 miles on it but it's still faithful God just keeps doing some things come on somebody listen listen I don't know how I paid off this car how I paid off this house things in my life hey it's burning but it's not destroying Lord have mercy and if it's not being consumed there may be something to that that God is possibly trying to show you his power. Do I have anybody? Listen, the fact that you're here today is a miracle. You haven't given up just yet. You could have thrown in the towel. You could have said, this is it for me. But here's the thing. Listen, the the bush is still burning. Text goes in and he says, and when the Lord, watch the text now, Now you got to pay attention to this part of the verse because this part of the story because it's very interesting. It says when the Lord saw. Now, the word there for saw is the word rahak. That word simply means to see or to have access to. All right. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside. Imagine that. Curiosity can get you. And it can keep you looking. But you can't answer the call till you make a move. There are people who are sitting in church, they're just looking. They're mesmerized by what they see and what they hear, but guess what? They're not willing. Lord, have mercy. You're saying, God, how long, Lord? How long do I have to live like this? How long is things going to be like this for me? But listen, the Lord is looking at you. So the first thing I believe that Moses did here, he was willing, first of all, to leave the old life behind. Check this out. The word, when it says turn aside. That word turned aside means to quit. It means to keep far away from. Moses went from curiosity, he went from faith to works. Come on, somebody. He went from what he saw to doing something about what he saw. Can I ask you a question? How many times have God has to show you before you turn aside to Him? Moses was ready to leave the old life behind. Quit everything, yes. Stop everything, yes. Stay away from everything, yes. He was willing to get off of the path that he was on. And the Lord saw. I thank God that we serve a God that can see. God knows you. And he sees you, but not only does he see your actions, he sees your heart. And I believe that this turning aside was not just a turning aside for curiosity. God knew what was in his heart, and he knew it was something pulling him, but God saw that he was ready to stop living the old way. Can I ask you a question? Are you ready to quit the old life and embrace the new life? Can I ask you a question? How's that going for you? Amen. Listen, you ever notice how you always end up the same way? But can I help somebody with something? When you turn from the old life to the new life, you'll find a new way of living. You'll find purpose and you'll find peace and you'll find joy. And here's the thing, and I'm not talking about a a life that's unrealistic. I'm talking about you're gonna go through the storms, but you'll know how to handle them. Are you with me? The Bible says he turned aside when the Lord saw that he turned aside. Look what happens next. What did he turn aside to do? The word says to look. Imagine that. The word look there means to be, to make a spiritual observation. It is comprehension. The word means that something now has become visible. May I ask you something? How long have you been reading the word? How long have you been, oh, I wish I had somebody. You've been looking, but you're, You just can't find it. You've been looking, but you can't see. Imagine having eyes to see, but can't see. So here's the thing. When he looked by curiosity, it was by divine guidance. Sometimes God has to put in front of us what we may like to get us to take a different route. Are you with me? Sometimes he has to put stuff before us so that we can look more intently at what he's really showing us. Do I have anybody? Do do you have lenses that are spiritual? Uh, We have to get closer to see what God wants from our lives. So the next thing he had to do, he was willing to get closer to God. Listen, you can't be called by God and don't want to be close to God. I know a whole lot of people call themselves preachers, but they won't sit under no preacher. They won't learn from another preacher. They won't continue to be get closer to God. And let me say this to you. Getting closer to God doesn't mean that you don't need instructions. Do I have a witness? Moses says, when God saw that he was ready to look, the word look has the idea of getting closer to him. Can I help you with something? God, when you have a desire to get closer to him, Lord have mercy, he will do what he needs to do. Watch this to draw you closer. Text goes on to say, verse 5. Look what he says. Um, he says in verse five, then, no, no, I'm sorry. I just did the first part of verse four. I I ain't there yet. Look at me running. It says God called to him. See that? From the midst of the bush. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, God saw. Second of all, Now, God speaks for 40 years he's been in this wilderness oh Lord can I ask you something how long have you been out there and you didn't hear nothing but it's when you wanted to get come on help me closer listen listen you had eyes to see. Amen. But you were not hearing nothing. You were operating your Christian life based on a visual perspective. But not an intimate perspective. Because the closer you get to God, the more you will hear, Lord have mercy, his voice. The text says that God called to him from the midst of the what? Of the bush. And so what that means is, next point is, he was willing, he was willing, so God, what? So he, what? He heard the call of God. He was willing. Can I ask you a question today? Are you willing to turn aside and to look? Are you willing so that you can hear the call of God? Can I help somebody with something? It is your willingness, hallelujah, that God knows that's in your heart. And can I tell somebody something? You can say it all day long, but your actions prove whether or not you're willing or not. God is looking for some willing workers. Some people who are willing to give up the old way of life. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Some people who are willing to to leave some stuff behind that you've been holding on. Listen, if you think what you're holding on right now is valuable, think about what the Lord will give you. Can I help somebody with something? And let me help you with something. And the closer you get to him, the more he will bless you and give you peace. He'll give you joy. He'll give you contentment. Matter of fact, you ain't gonna have to work that hard to keep what you have. You won't have to work five and six jobs to try to make it. But when you desire to get closer to him, for some reason the call gets louder. Can I help you with something? Moses could not have heard the call had he stayed on the same path. Watch this. Watch the text. Verse five. It says, Then, He said, watch this, do not come near here. Remove your what? Sandals from your feet. Now, let me me say this. God told Moses to remove his sandals in a gesture of worship. Can I help somebody with something? I see so many people come to church, but they never worship. You see, if God is going to use you for his glory, you have to find a way to worship him. I believe that Moses was called because now he was willing to worship God. You see, we have so many idols in our lives today. And one of the key things that has uh, overtaken most of our lives are the things that we spend so much time doing. The little idols that we have in our lives. We worship more at our work than we worship the Lord. We worship more of social media and all these other things that we do. We spend so much time in it and we spend only... 20 minutes in worship but when worship becomes a lifestyle do I have anybody? you see worship is a sign of your worth how much he's worth to you God told Moses listen now hold on now you're about to step in a new way a new way of living a life of worship is a life that's given over to God. I'm not talking about you got to be a preacher or none of that. I'm talking about you can open your mouth and say hallelujah. You can recognize that there's a God that's above. Do I have anybody? You see, worship does something to you. You know, I remember when I first got saved, I used to be embarrassed to lift my hand. I used to wonder why these people are making all this noise. I don't understand what's going on, but when you've been through something, you realize that worship becomes part of your calling. Do I have anybody here who understand what I'm talking about? That when you can worship God in spite of what you're going through. Anybody going through something today? Anybody facing some trials today? Well, let me help you with something. You ought to open your mouth right now and you ought to worship him. You ought to say hallelujah. You ought to say thank you, Jesus. Why? Because when you come in the presence of God, it's not for you to get something. It's for you to give something. What do you give to God? For all of his benefits. We give him praise. We give him glory. We give him honor. Why, because he deserves it. Moses understood something that God was calling him. He didn't understand the call, but he knew it was time to worship. When you take the sandals off your feet, You are removing the weight off your life. God wants you to step in his presence and worship him. Do I have anybody here this morning that wanna worship him, that wanna praise him for who he is, for what he's done, and how he's brought you a mighty, 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 long way. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For the rest of my life, I will worship you. I will worship you because you took me from the wrong path. Put me on the right path. I want to get closer to you. So it means I have to take off some stuff so I can worship him. Hallelujah. Praise his name, y'all. I can't talk about worship and not get happy, y'all. It's impossible to talk about worship and not get happy. Listen. Sometimes we think life is just so tough. But if you take your eyes off your... You know what I said yesterday? Stop idolizing your issue and worship him. Stop, Stop subscribing to your mess. Cancel that subscription. And worship. You see, what God was trying to get Moses to see now is that commonality don't have a place in the kingdom. You can't be so common with me because you got to know who's calling you. God is calling you. And oftentimes we're a little insecure about the call, but if you've heard the call, You heard his voice. And if he says, come, you better believe that's him. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He says says this. Watch what he says. Now, this is going to bless you. This is going to bless you right here. You ready? He says, says, take your shoes off, man. Take your sandals off. Off your feet. For the place. So not only does God have a, a process, he also has a purpose, but he also has a place where he'll call you. I thank God that 22 years ago <laughs> at 6806 Cadillac Street, hey, he saved me on Cadillac. Hey, the place where he called me. Hey. Hey. It wasn't a perfect church, but guess what? I know now that's the place that he chose to call me and develop me and then to push me out. Do I have somebody? Quit fighting the place God is trying to put you to develop you. Oh, they got to have the right mood and the right lights and they got to have the right stuff in place. Man, forget all that. He called him on a hill. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Let let me tell you something. You know why he told him this? He He says, the ground in which you're standing on is what? Holy. Watch this. The ground wasn't holy. But it's the nature, watch this, of God's presence that makes it holy. holy you know what makes us holy the Holy Spirit we're far from holy some of the things we think about sometimes but it's the fact that God's presence was there so the next thing is he did after he worshiped he was able to recognize you know what I call this I call this dangerous ground. You know why? Where Moses was, there were snakes and scorpions and all kinds of stuff. Watch this. It was dangerous ground, but it becomes holy ground when God's presence is there. Can I help you with something? You're standing on holy ground. And when we realize that when we come into his presence, it's holy and watch this when you come into his presence it's so holy watch this you'll hear his voice you'll hear his word you'll herald the gospel you'll hold on to his unchanging hands you'll have the holy ghost good time hey that was Moses aha moment he had a moment where he was just like God I sense your presence but now I know your presence I thank God today that Moses answered the call. Do I have anybody here today who want to answer the call? The call to a holy life. The call to a consecrated life. The call to a blessed life. The call that will transform you for the rest of your life. You see, Every one of us in our homes, we have products, appliances by different manufacturers. We have a toaster, we have a refrigerator, we have a stove, a microwave, some of you got can openers and all that kind of stuff, right? But each one is designed differently, all right? They all have different makers and they all have different parts, and they all operate differently. Are you with me? Each one has its own unique reason for being. Now, if that appliance operates outside of its reason for being there, you have a problem. If you want to cook things in the refrigerator and freeze things in the stove, you're going to have a difficult situation in your home because it's not made for that purpose. I'm trying to help somebody. You see, the workmanship is used for whatever the creator designed it to do. The toaster does not tell the creator what's going on with you today. The stove doesn't tell the creator what in the world are you doing? It's the creator that dictates the appliance the reason why they exist. The appliance does whatever it was designed to do in the same way we are God's creation and he dictates to us why we exist we can't tell the designer what we want to do he gives us purpose and if we operate outside of that purpose we will experience problems some of us are operating outside of our purpose, we're walking in a different purpose we're living for a different designer but I stopped by to tell you If you answer the call, you'll come to know why he created you, why he called you. Do I have a witness here today? You see, I know why Jesus came. You see, he came to save a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see Oh, amazing grace, how sweet, hey, that saved a wretch like me. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. I know my purpose, I know my design, because one day, one day, one day, I answered the call. Give God a hand clap of praise. Yeah you thank you thank you thank you thank you Lord thank you when you know when you know when you know listen when, you know, when you know this is why I'm Trying to get our church to become more spiritual. Because there are people who are coming into our church that don't understand this whole Christian thing. And if we're not spiritual enough to embrace them, we'll push them away. So we got to watch how we talk to each other. How we treat one another. How we get along together. Because listen, I remember when I was when I first got I almost left. Because there were some bad actors in there. And I said, Lord, I "I ain't ain't going back. But his call was so irresistible that I could not turn my back on him. Imagine. Imagine if I would have just gave up. Some of you got greatness in you. Okay, you do. God is waiting for you. He's been burning, the, bu- the bush been burning so bright, but you keep looking the other way. It catches your attention for a few weeks and then you go right back. When you answer the call, it's forever. It changes your life.